Hey, what's going on, everybody? You're listening to Seggy Stations. The man that has a nickname was out to say with no shame. Monday, June 27, 2022. Hope all is well out there with everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Nick Seglin here. You're listening to Seggy Station Podcast. My man Rich Hot Takes Letty coming through, stopping by today to touch on some of the NBA draft. We've got a little NBA draft review. Touch on some NBA free agency. There's a lot of headlines and topics in the NBA offseason now that winter sports have officially closed. Congrats to the Colorado Avalanche winning their third Stanley Cup in franchise history with a victory over the Tampa Bay Lightning last night, 2-1. to one. Pretty impressive stuff going on, obviously, in the sports world with Old Miss winning their first ever national championship, uh, men's college world series. Continuing baseball, day-to-day baseball operations with brouhaha's or whatever you want to call them, brush-ups, four-hour and 30-minute games, and teams playing every day. About coming up on halfway through the season, Yankees obviously doing some damage, Mets still up there, and plenty of other teams that are mediocre, already kind of out of it through the out the MLB season just a little too long, obviously, in my opinion. I've heard enough of that. Got a lot of things coming up this week. Could get some significant news on Deshaun Watson and his suspension. Um, we're still waiting to hear on what's going to happen with Brittany Griner, who should have a hearing Tuesday and some very just disheartening news coming out of that situation. Just waiting to see how that plays out, obviously, with all the things kind of going on elsewhere in the world. And just seeing the constant reactions on social media, I think is really killing the vibe for me on social media. Not only with Brittany Griner, but obviously the Wade versus Roe, Roe versus Wade, whatever way you want to call it, uh, abortion situation that I think has just gotten out of control, man. Uh, People in charge, politicians, men in general out here not standing up for these women who are the ones going through this um, is just kind of sad at this point to me. Um, and to just see the reactions to that is just constant division in this country, which kind of talked about a little bit with Duke and I haven't seen him much here on the podcast, but I couldn't agree with him more with how things are going. Um, I'm excited to be here doing the podcast today. Um, got a lot of good, good vibes coming out of the podcast, but really it's a lot of down things out there and not only in the sports world, but obviously society driven, a lot of sad things that you're seeing and. Just trying to dig our way out of it, um, trying to distract as much as I can when I come in and talk as much sports as I can, but to me, it's tough to do that with all these things going on that to me are more important, so yeah, it's fun talking sports and seeing all these things that happen in the sports world, um, but to be quite honest, it's, it's significantly scary and sad and kind of at a loss for words um when it comes to a lot of these things I see happening um on a daily basis and you know it's just been it's been non-stop unprecedented times um for what seems like five six years now and to me it makes it hard to focus on um you know what a sports team is doing heading into a season um what a sports team is doing in the off season. Um, all these things that 
seems so simple and great to any individual like everyone's entitled to their opinion and well, I've always kind of dreamed to come on and have a podcast and talk and talk sports. But I think it's extremely crazy to see everyone's opinion on some of these things that may not be sports related that are getting tied into sports. Um, because obviously these athletes have platforms and it's created a real sense of division to me. And I'll be curious to see if... Uh, Rich has any comment on it, we'll do it as my topic of the day. He should be here any minute. Um, but I appreciate all love and support that anybody shows to the podcast, obviously during these unprecedented times and with things kind of going the way they are, not only economically, um, but really all these platforms and abilities to kind of check in and get your information. Uh, nowadays you can get so much of it and almost too much of it um sometimes it's nice to kind of just sit back relax and have a conversation about some things not only um life related but sports related and that's really what i've come to appreciate here on the podcast and i'll be looking forward to catching up with rich here in a moment uh just shouting out all the people that check in on the podcast and i always appreciate that support uh, means a lot to me. Um, you can always check it out, as always, on all my different platforms. As much as I really don't feel like plugging social media, uh, mainly I rather you check out my Twitch Twitch stream or check out my Spotify link, where you can listen to the podcast there. If you're not able to check out the actual pod on Twitch, Let's see if I can get Rich linked up. I want to keep you waiting. What's good? All good, dude. Good to have you by. Yeah, for Did sure. Did you have a good weekend? Wild. Yeah, it was long, man. What was that a wedding Saturday? It was a lot of fun, but it was five hours there Friday, five hours back Sunday. Some good amount of driving while I was there between like the venue and stuff. So just a lot of driving. Wedding itself was fun, but one of those things where I get back yesterday and I'll all literally all I've done from like nine AM to two PM was drive in the car and you get home and you're just fucking tired from sitting in the car and doing nothing like got home and slept after sitting in a car the whole day i was like wow it felt like a weird ass day but no good weekend good to have nba shit going on love the nba season the fact that it's over and two days later we're like all right we're at draft two days later all right we're at free agency two days after that it's gonna be like oh shit like summer league starting so i like how the nba does that i feel like football hits a little bit more of a lull nba you get to kind of like stay into it even after the season ends yeah fair uh a lot of people traveling right now, a lot of people doing the vacations and whatnot, which is mm-hmm. is what it is after it is what it was before. Um, it is interesting just how everything's going right now, dude. It's so wild to me. Like, it's there's too much news. There really is. Like, I try to, like, organize uh, the pod like I used to, and it's just, it's not possible. It's not possible to, to me, really. Um you know, like you said, there's a lot of NBA going on right now, and it's off season. Like, winter sports officially closed as Colorado wins the Stanley Cup last night. Uh, you know, I know you're not the big baseball guy, neither am I. Um, the only thing I'm seeing in baseball is four hour and thirty minute games and a bunch of fucking bullshit, unwritten rule brouhaha's. But other than that, the New York teams are pretty good, and I'm waiting for it to be past the All Star break so we can get closer to playoff baseball. 
you know, I'm watching the golf. I checked out the Travelers Championship uh, yesterday, which was live, obviously, in Cromwell, Connecticut. So right up, right up the way from us. Uh, got in to check out some of that, which was, I think always pretty cool. Uh, able to put some of that stuff into appreciation, how good those guys are, and then just in general, uh, just seeing the pro athletes and shits. It's sick. Uh, that's why I like going to NBA games. That's why I like checking out. And I always like watching sports and even watching these college sports like Old Miss that just won uh, their first uh, Men's College World Series. Dude, these dudes are they're all 20 years old. Um, these guys that I see signing $9.5 million NIL deals. It's all about timing now, bro. If I was in, trust me, if I was in high school and I see these guys signing $9.5 million deals... You better believe I'd be fucking, I'd be going to school and then straight to the gym and then like every AAU, I'd be doing something, dog. I, dead ass. Because you, can you imagine? Just think of a guy like Raj who played college football. I'm not saying he's going to make $9.5 million, but say he could have made any type of money. I've asked him this on my like podcast before. I've asked him on my podcast. Yeah, and I get it. It's not, it's all about the small, uh, the smalls of the smalls and like, you're probably not going to get anything, whatever. It's all these big schools that are getting it. I get it. The LSUs, Texas A&Ms, Bama. At Coastal, Coastal, I'd imagine for some sports. Yeah. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, exactly. All I'm trying to say is like, no matter wherever you could go to at least do it a little bit, like, damn, I'd be trying to take an opportunity at it, bro. For real. Uh, The NIL is getting crazy to me. Kind of like the gambling and just. Just everything, dude. Um, you know, it's it's like crazy, bro. It's it'd be it'd be so easy to you know come in and talk about like just like the draft and stuff, which I thought the Thunder had a uh, dope draft, you know, and I thought a couple other teams had really solid draft, and I'm like, oh, sick, you know, this would be this would be something to start with. But then I'm like, I'm I literally am trapped in this. I'm literally trapped in this war. I literally have to feel like I have to get rid of my uh, Twitter account. I really do, cause, cause I just cannot, bro. I just, it's not even that, dude. It's not even, it's not even unfollow or mute. It's literally, I cannot believe how some of these people react to these, uh, to not only the Brittany Griner situation, but now obviously the, where I think we're just taking a step backwards. The, what is it, uh, Roe versus Wade, or is it Wade versus Roe? Do you know how exactly it goes? Is that where we're starting? No, and, and I, I personally feel like, no, seriously, and I already said this on my podcast, that, like, obviously, I don't think guys should even have a say in this. Like, the fact that these yeah, these guys that are in charge are in say, having a say in this, to me, is just why, why the country is so fucked up. But I did want to ask you this, seriously. This is, like, a serious question, kind of tying this all together. This reaction, if you go look at Brittany, go type in on Twitter right now, Brittany Griner, and it shows, like, uh, you know, her thing, and then you just go, just go read some of the comments to that main ESPN one. I'm not even. I'm not even looking at uh, crazy people's tweets. I'm talking about the main like ESPN tweet or even like the the news tweet. Just reading people's yeah. responses and the shit. I'm like, what is going on, dude? Like, I've just literally, I've literally lost faith in in humanity at this point. Where uh, do, I got into a conversation with Duke and he hasn't been on the podcast before. And my question is, or in a long time, and my and my question to you is this: Like, we were just talking about basically going back to when we were, you know, getting into it about the vaccine. And I think it's super interesting how everyone was like, oh, yeah, we're pro-choice with that. But, like, now this whole thing's going on with the with the women. I think it's just fucking ridiculous, dude. 50-year anniversary of Title IX, and you got this situation going on 50 years later. It's just fucked up to me. It literally is. And people are more worried about where, like, Deshaun Watson's going to be able to play, like I've been talking about. Or where Baker Mayfield's going to end up. No one's fucking talking about this other shit that I'm saying. 
All I'm trying to say oh, is because of the division. I just see so much damn division, bro. It's so much division. Even the people that are talking about it. Even these shows that you watch. Like, you'll have one... Per it's not like... They're talking about on ESPN, the main uh, startup is Brittany Griner and her hearing coming up tomorrow. Like, even though they'll, they'll, like, have it on the lead at the bottom or something, or you watch it. It's just fucked up to me, dude. We have all these, like, sh shows that come on, and they just talk about, like, the lead story is like, oh, like, this is what's going on with Deshaun Watson. It's like, bro, no one gives a fuck. Dude's going to get suspended. But they, do, but, they, but they do. That's what people want to hear about. Bro. Like, I, <laughs> no, no, no. But here's, here's, so here's my thing on it. I obviously would like Brittany. It's crazy. She's been there for that long. I don't know what it's been like two months now. She should come home. It's ridiculous. Plenty of other stuff. There's it's been longer than that, bro. And she's under, yeah, she plenty, could be in jail for, they're saying 10 years. I know. 10 and years they're saying she could have another years. six months of detention there. I told you this was going to happen when this started. And it's kind of like, sure. nah. So my only thing with all of it is, I'm not going to lie. If I turned on ESPN and they kept talking about that for five minutes, I'm changing the channel and turning it off too. Cause it's like, do I hope she comes home? Yeah, this, and this is totally separate from Robert's weight or anything else, but it's like, I don't know. I hope they figure out a way to get her home, but it's not something that I'm tuning into a sports station to be like, oh, what's the legal status of Brittany Griner? I hope she gets home. I'll, yes, dude, I'll but it's, to me, it's, what it is. this is the whole thing but where like, it is technically like sports related. She's a WNBA player, and the WNBA is going on right now, and they're trying to raise awareness, and I think that's the only reason why they're talking about yeah. it. Like, if the, if the season wasn't going on right now, like, I don't know how many people would even be talking about this situation like you're saying they're talking about. All I'm trying to say, and I'm all, the only reason I'm morphing them together is because if you go and look at this, the reactions of everything, bro, Live Golf Tour, PGA Tour, uh, the Wade vs. Woe, uh, Brittany Griner, anything, anything that is come up now, it's just gotten to a point where it, it's just ridiculous to me to see the division, bro, where it's like, I just don't understand how how people are just seeing things so differently now and just constantly arguing rather than just like recognizing like, Oh, this is probably wrong or fucked up. Like if this was happening to me or like one of my people, like this would be messed up. Like just, just in all these situations, live God, all these. And I'm just, I'm just, it's just annoying to me. It's just fucking annoying to me, dog. So that's exactly the point though. If it like, Oh, if it was happening to me, like that's what so many people are missing. Like, I think you're very good at this. I think I'm someone who's pretty good at this. Like, I usually try and, like, when I look at a situation, even if it's something I disagree with, like, I usually try and, like, look at the other side of it. Like, play devil's advocate to something. It's like, okay, like, I know where I stand on this. Let's look at the other side because, obviously, it's easy to be biased on your side. And that's what people are missing. Like, a lot when going Roe versus Wade, I'm sure a lot of the people who voted no or, or to, who voted to overturn Roe versus Wade if their mistress or person they were cheating with or even their wife when they were young, I'm sure if something happened like that, they would have no problem getting an abortion. So to me, it's like not about, they don't even like disagree with the overall concept. It's more about like control of other people and like being on the side of like, well, this is what my side believes in. So I need to make it clear. I believe in this. Like I'm a hundred percent sure that when those people who have probably cheated on their wife, if they cheated on their wife, got a lady pregnant, they would have zero, zero problem with getting an abortion. They don't have a problem with the fucking abortion. They have nothing wrong with killing babies. It's not that. It's not they're killing fetuses, whatever you want to say, killing unborn things. It's not that. It's that they want control and they want to, like, keep their side, keep their, where they openly stand on things aligned with where people openly stand on things that support them because they don't want to lose voters, people that put them in office. And that's the bigger deal. People not being able to just 
share their true thoughts on something, not being able to look at things from another people's point of view. And that, that's the real issue there. Like, I don't think there's, there's no doubt in my mind that people who are against abortions would get an abortion if it was needed in their life or if something happened. They're not fucking against abortions. They're against seeing things from other people's point of view and against giving other people control. That's the real issue. Yeah, it's it's gotten really sad to me, dude. It really has. You know, when we got off the pod last time, you know, I went through a list of things I had written down 10 deep of these controversial things that I just constantly see happening. Some of the, And most of them obviously are bad, bro. And it's just fucking... Yeah. It's just crazy to me. It really is. I'm just like, what is happening, dude? Um, Maybe it's just because I've been doing this, you know by myself or with you or with others for a minute just seeing like are, how things have kind of transpired it's, it's and i'm like to, it's good to let yourself see the other side too like there are a lot of people out there like not that this is how you want it to happen who come together and are trying to support each other in times like this like not that this affects a lot of people but like indeed on friday we were out of the office i was at the wedding our ceo sent a message to like our internal channel like basically saying like, Hey, like, so sorry, like to hear about this, like the Rover's Wade, like, I know this affects a lot of people in the company. Like if anyone needs anything to say here to help. And the last thing he said on it was, I know this is a private matter and awkward to come to us with, but if you'd like to go to your human resources offer officer, we will pay to basically relocate to you and for your surgery in a city, like where it's allowed. So it's like, it's nice. It's, it is good to see stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is a good thing, but yes. it is good to see. In Listen, like this, dude, like it's just kind of like coming together and supporting. Each it's other. just crazy. Yes. And I agree with all that. You know, I can appreciate that, but not everybody has that. Not, not everyone's right. company is doing right. that. You're and not right. everyone is just kind of going through their own kind of mental turmoil right now. And it's the same thing that yeah. happened with COVID to me, bro. It is the same fucking thing that I feel like. You know, it's, oh, this state, you could do this, and this state, you could, and this is the rules, and this, and it's the whole, same thing, bro. It's like, now, all of a sudden, this well, that's is, how shit's always it's just work. so fucked up to me, how, and that's how shit's always been, really? Like, uh, I, I feel like that. it's just exam, exemplified now, then, because everybody able is able to just have some, some type of podcast just doing, you know, uh, Instagram there's live. laws it's, that are federal, and there's certain laws that are state, like, it's, I, I agree with you. There are some things that should be done at a national level if we're a whole country, but like, I don't understand enough about the legal process. Some laws are federal laws for everyone. Some laws are state specific laws. You know, I just and try and do it. I just try and do some of my stuff cross platform. Uh, you know, when I think of some of these things and it's just, you know, I think about it like in terms of you're the NBA guy, like, bro, it, what happens if NBA teams were allowed to do things, uh, suited just for their nba team only like i like it just doesn't even make sense it just doesn't make sense like i I just like i don't know we we talk about all these things in sports or or, and i'm just like everything is just so off kilter we're like shouldn't that be the ground root of that that before we even start talking about sports like am i just losing my mind like i don't know i mean the real reason we don't do it like that and this is where we need to stop because i'm overstepping on things i even know about but like that's kind of why we're a democracy and like we're not communists where it's like this is the way you do it everyone the same everything the same this way it's like gives people more like diversity in their choices yeah dude i know that's not what you're asking for that's, I know that's not what you're saying nah i'm, I'm well aware that's not what you're saying. <laughs> i'm just saying like it's not always the worst thing in the world to have some differentiation just on some of these topics it obviously is yeah 
all right. I mean, I get that, but like, it, I don't know. I just we're we're both overstepping what we even know where what to go from here. So let's shift into sports or something. Yeah. I mean, I guess we could. Here, let me show you this, which is pretty cool because I'm testing this out today. Look at this shit, bro. I got myself a new phone, right? I I really wanted this shit for like doing for doing pods and uh, it's the Z Flip. Look at this shit. It like folds up, bro. So I could like use yeah. the I could like use the. It's so sick, bro. What brand is it? It's Samsung. Samsung. I always fuck with Samsung. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's totally dope. So like now I can literally like scroll and look at my. It's so sick. That's really sick. I really wanted this for doing my pods and uh. And my golf lessons and shit. So it's really cool. Um, you That's have awesome. Samsung, right? I mean, yeah, dude. It's fucking. I have Samsung. I need new it's phone, sick. Dude. If it's, I had my other Samsung, and this one's cheaper. Which like I'm just like, what? Wow. Like, all right. And I didn't have to pay out. It's like, whatever. You pay like the forty one a month or whatever, and then plus the mm-hmm. fee, whatever it is. But how they do phones nowadays, but. Yeah, so I mean that's some good news for me at least on my front. Um, Here we go. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we could let's let's let me say this one thing. I'm sure we're going to touch on the draft. There were not many trades during the draft, but there was well, there weren't many trades for players. There were plenty of trades for like picks and drafted rookies and Knicks doing stuff and stuff like that. The one player trade that I thought was interesting and I haven't heard anyone talk about it and just maybe probably because he's just not like a huge player, but the Sixers traded for. Anthony Melton from the Grizzlies in the middle of the draft. I just thought that was a nice move for the Sixers to get you another guy who could handle the ball, another guy who could shoot. Sixers are a team that's going to be super capped out between Tobias Harris, assuming James Harden comes back, um, and Joel Embiid. So they weren't going to have a bunch of money to go sign people. So to be able to trade for someone like DeAnthony Melton, who's on the last year of his deal, who knows if they'll be able to re-sign him. I think the Grizzlies only traded him because They've been so good at drafting that they have so many guys they're going to have to pay in the next three years that I think they were like, we cannot pay DeAnthony Melton after this year. So I think that's why they traded him. They got like the 23rd pick back at a rookie. But I just thought it was a nice little move for the Sixers, not shattering, but they wouldn't have been able to sign a guard of DeAnthony Melton's stature in free agency or even a player of his stature, to be honest. Not that he's incredible, but that he's a more than capable guy. He had some good minutes for the Grizzlies in the finals, so... I thought that was a nice little trade for them. I get why the Grizzlies did it. They drafted really well. They got the 23rd pick. Weren't going to pay DeAnthony Melton anyway. They're going to have to pay Tyus Jones in free agency. Um, but, yeah, I just thought it was a nice little trade on a night where I was expecting a few more trades, and there really weren't many. But I think that'll be one that – that'll be their first guard off the bench after Maxie and Harden. He's a more than capable one. All right, so a couple things I wanted to ask you uh, specifically um, because a lot of people in the NBA community particularly – the people that do it for a living were kind of shocked that Paolo Bear and Cheryl went first. Like I wasn't as shocked, honestly. Um, when everyone was saying Jabari Smith was going to go first, like over Chet, when Chet I thought was going to be the number one overall pick, uh, presumptively, I was like, all right, this is kind of weird. Um, Cause I thought it should have been Chet or Paolo regardless. And when I saw them take Paolo first, I'm thinking, dude, I'm sitting there as a Thunder fan. I'm like, oh my God, bro. I'm like, we can get Chet Holmgren with a number two pick. Like we have all these other picks. So like, even like the way I've been viewing it is like, bro, you're not going to be able to, you're, I've always talked about how we got to get up high enough to get these cream of the crop guys. And you're not going to be able to tell if you get one of these cream of crop guys, unless you take a flyer on, on, 
you know, one of these high-end picks. And, you know, you've seen them bust out, bro. Some of these guys bust out. Like, it just is what it is. But, like, with all these picks and all these, we like, you texted me, like, three in the top 12 that we made, and we we make another couple in this draft as well, and then obviously we got more going forward. Like, you got to start rebuilding somewhere, particularly in a small, small market. And we have some pieces that I like. So, to me, I'm like, oh, this is – this is like a home run. I th- I thought for sure that he was going to be going number one. So I'm sitting there thinking like, damn, I really hope we take Paolo Banchero then. Nothing against uh, Jabari Smith's game, but I just think those two guys are the top two in the in the cream. So I don't know. I'm thinking if this is the first time in this, what we're calling Thunder rebuild, minus the Chris Paul year, where it's like, all right, like at least we got a guy where he might be able to be the cornerstone of the franchise. And, yeah. you know, I'm looking at some of these other teams. Uh, I love what the Grizzlies did in the draft. You mentioned them trading away one of their players, but I love what they did in their draft coming off what they had at first season, particularly losing John Morant to injury as well. And I love what the Pistons did, man. I really did. Because Jaden Jaden Ivey is, I think, one of my if – I, if I was the Thunder, I wanted Jaden Ivey the most, but it was just crazy to take him over Chet number two. But I think Jaden Ivey is going to be the the next uh, Ja Morant, Russell Westbrook type of guy that actually can shoot a little bit better. And with, obviously, Cade Cunningham in that backcourt with some of these other pieces, they got rid of Jeremy Grant, so they're looking to kind of let these young guys get some burn, like – I'm not saying the Pistons are going to be trailblazers, uh, no pun intended, but I think literally the Pistons will be better than the trailblazers. I don't know if that might sound like a hot take, but like you're looking at Dame Lillard and Rutt, a a bunch of other pieces. Like, I don't know. Like Cade Cunningham was looking good at the back end of the the back end of the season. Um, I know all the, all the Dame wants KD to the blazers, but I'm not so sure that's going to happen. Uh, yeah, I mean, looking at the rest of the draft, it's just kind of like, oh, yep. The dra- like you said, the draft happens kind of quick. It's kind of wild to me. And then it's like, all right, yep, into the offseason. Like, when you really look at the draft, though, like what? these? It's top 15, top 15, top 20 max, where it's like, all right, like these guys, you know, we look for them to come in and kind of contribute right away. There's a couple guys that slid real far um, that were projected higher. So, it, I mean, it was a – kind of a stacked draft in terms of what we've had in the past with just kind of a couple guys, you know, at the top and that's it. Um, so it was actually a deep draft. Um, I'm just yeah, curious uh, as the Knicks coming out for me as the biggest loser in the entire thing. Uh, who is the guy that I'm saying? The Knicks. The Knicks. Absolute biggest loser. Uh, Jaden Harvey, who was traded to the Mavs. That's going to be that's gonna be the steal of the second round. Mark that so, down. Mavs with a sneaky uh, good draft. Uh, we'll touch on the Knicks after. I think people – I don't love what they did, but I think people have, like, drastically overreacted. I think they kind of just like to shit on the Knicks. Like, it, it – I'll go over, like, what their actual transaction was in a second. But for the top few picks, it seemed like from at least – I think why people were so shocked by Benchero going first was, like, regardless of what people felt, the Vegas odds for months – which are usually informed by what teams are telling people and like pretty decent information, even though teams can change their mind, but like minus 400 odds on Jabari Smith. Like he seemed like the clear runaway first pick. I was listening. Like I don't watch a whole bunch of college basketball outside March Madness, but I've been listening to like a bunch of podcasts going over the draft and stuff. So I feel like I have a decent amount of like 
knowledge from people who do watch a lot of it on these guys. And it seemed like Chet was the consensus number two. Jabari was the consensus number one. Paolo was the consensus number three, like almost cemented in stone for weeks. And then the day before the draft, the Vegas odds shifted crazy from, or maybe it was the morning of or the day before, to Banchero being favored. So the whole time I was pretty sure that the Thunder were going to get get Chet just because he seemed to fit their timeline the most of like everything I've heard about Chet is like he's maybe the hot out of those three guys. He has the highest ceiling. Like guys are most confident that like he could be the best player on a team at some point out of Paolo and Jabari. But I also feel like he kind of has the lowest floor of like, Hey, if stuff goes wrong, like this guy could not be the best NBA player. If he doesn't fill out, can't handle the ball in the NBA. Like, you know, can't, the defense doesn't translate, whatever. He's just relying on a shot as a big guy. So it made sense for the Thunder to get him because the Thunder can afford to take the biggest risk out of those teams. I think the Magic wanted to get it right a little bit more because they have a few pieces on their team. And Cole Anthony, Isaac, if he's healthy, Wendell Carter had a really good year last year. Um, so I think it made the most sense for them to drop Paolo because all things I had heard is he was probably the most NBA-ready guy of the three to come yeah. day one and impact the team. So I think it makes a lot of sense that the Magic drafted Paolo because they're a team that I think wants to maybe even compete a little sooner um, than the Thunder does. And the Rockets were obviously just going to take the guy of those three that was left. I think by far, without question, I don't even think it's a debate who the biggest loser of the draft is. If you want to say the Knicks are second, fine, I get it. I don't, I don't know that I think they are. I think the Kings are far and away the biggest loser of the draft. And it has nothing oh to do my with God. It has, no, no, no. It has nothing to do with Keegan Murray. I kind of figured, like, from all things I had heard, like, he was one of the players that I liked the most, like, figured would go, like, four or five. The reason the Kings are the biggest losers is everyone in the NBA, it seems like, considered Jaden Ivey the number four pick. Like, like you said, you almost wanted to take him over Chet, who was, yep. like, the clear locked-in top three. Yeah. I love Jaden Ivey. I wanted the Knicks to trade up for Jaden Ivey or Benedict Marthrick, who I really liked, who went fifth. Who um, says he's better than LeBron James? Yeah. All right. I mean, like, look. Guys, say it. Chet Holmgren just said he's going to be the best player in the NBA on his first day. He said that like a month ago. Obviously, I have more faith in Chet Holmgren being but, better than LeBron James than I do Benedict Matherin. With all due respect to Benedict Matherin, I don't think so. Yeah. But, oh, okay. But, but, um, why the Kings are the biggest loser to me is because if you, everyone in the league considers Jaden Ivey to be the fourth best player by a good amount in the draft, you either trade the pick. And get assets for that pick and still draft Keegan Ian Murray. You give that pick to the Pistons, see if they trade up. You get that t- pick to like the Knicks. You give that pick to the Pacers, any of the teams behind you, and you get assets for it and still draft the guy you want. Or you draft the guy and you figure out a way to make it work. The only teams, look, they drafted for fit. Keegan Murray is a small forward. He can play a little defense, can shoot. Might be a really nice NBA player. I like him. He fits well with their current roster. You don't draft for fit when you're a team that's hoping to make the play-in. You draft for fit when you're hoping that this player like takes you over the edge or like is a missing piece that you need because you're a contender. What? Okay, if you knock the, pit, the fit out of the park, what are you like now getting into the play-in while Jade and Ivy's maybe turning into like one of the better young guards in the league? It's just mismanagement to me. Like you, you either draft the good guy that everyone thinks is the number four pick. We could be wrong. We're always wrong about drafts years down the line. On paper, it looks like Jaden Ivey is a lot more NBA primes than Keegan Murray is, even though Keegan Murray's good. You either trade the pick or you draft the guy and you figure it out. 
I'm sorry, but De'Aaron Fox, who you've been doing things with years for, is not good enough to not draft who everyone's considering the lock at a number four pick in a deep draft. Like, you can't be like, ah, we already got that position covered. No, you don't. He's never made an all-star team. You've never made the playoffs with him as, a, as your guard. Granted, Jaden Ivey is more of a shooting guard than a point guard, but, like, already having a guy in your backcourt who's never done anything prominent other than look pretty good and put up some good stats is not a good reason not to draft the number four guy. Do, do, you, not, do you not agree with that? Um. Yeah. No. So I like wasn't surprised that the Kings didn't take Jaden and Ivy. Um, I mean, I guess with the Rockets, but why would you not drafting Jalen Green? Draft Jaden and Ivy. Well, because they, I mean, they have like you have they have the guard. Like if they're rolling forward with those guards, why would you draft Jaden and Ivy, who's gonna play what heavy is, okay, minutes? So next question is, what's rolling forward? The Kings have missed the playoffs for the last twenty years, and they've had De'Aaron Fox for the last five. Are they rolling forward or are they rolling backwards? I don't. I don't think they're rolling forward. <laughs> well, yeah, based on how you feel about that Sabonis trade, apparently they're rolling backwards. No, I mean they're Sabonis fair questions. Been, no, Sabonis fair questions. Been there for two more years too. Sabonis is a free agent in two years. Do you think Sabonis is resigning in Sacramento? I don't. You gave up like seven years of control of Halliburton for two years for Sabonis, and now you just passed on a guy who could be another young good guy because you're like, nah, we got. We got uh, Davion Mitchell and De'Aaron Fox. We're good at guards. Like, that's not your good. That's you got two decent guards. That's yeah. not like, oh, we're we're all set. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you explain it like that, like, I was definitely, I did, uh, I was surprised the Kings passed on Jay and Ivy, for sure. Um, and if you're going to pass on him, just. I'm just happy that he went to Detroit, though, honestly, because I think that oh, backcourt of Cade and Jaden and Ivy is going to be sick. So, I, fuck the Kings, fan, really. I am thrilled that he is in Detroit. Detroit might be my every year you got like a, or at least I have like a favorite league pass team. I think everyone's two, not last year, but two years ago was the Hornets and Lamel's first year. I don't really know who mine was last year, but I'm thinking Pistons might be my league pass team. Like that fun up and coming young team to watch. Like Cade Cunningham, Sadiq Bey is like, I like Sadiq Bey to be honest. There's a lot of news that they could throw the max at DeAndre Ayton and force the Phoenix Suns to match. Yeah, he said he I wants to pay be- with Cade, uh, Cade Cunningham, which would be sick. Yeah, dude. I got the Pistons being better than the Trailblazers. Mark my words on it. Uh, I disagree with that. Just because the Trailblazers <laughs> are trying to win and the Pistons are trying to get their young guys' experience. Uh, right. could result in winning. Um, last thing here. Yeah, the Pistons was a great pick. Martharin, I I wanted the Knicks to get him so bad. Him or Ivy were like the two and I were hoping they did something to trade up. What the fuck are the Knicks doing, trade. dude? Like uh, seriously though. So, like well, you're you're acting Knicks. like the Knicks right aren't now. the biggest loser. Like they traded out their pick to the Thunder and mm-hmm. then what? Then they So didn't the make Knicks, a per- didn't Knicks. make a pick in the first round, I don't think. No. So they didn't. And the reason they didn't make a pick in the first round so, okay, there, there are multiple layers to this. Give me, like, three minutes here. There are multiple layers. I will, like, almost start at the end. The reason I will agree with everyone that they're losers is because the whole reason they did all of this was to free up cap space, and they're probably just doing that to throw a bag at Jalen Brunson, and then it's like, guys. Yeah, well, guys, like, as a Knicks fan, that's, like, that, that's what you that want. Will be, that will be when I go, like, yes, they fucked this up. In a, hold on. They haven't done that yet. So in a vacuum, the trade they made on the day. Oh, my God. I guess I could say everything really quick. I'll just say the end. They traded the 11th pick to OKC. OKC gave three firsts to the Knicks. They're all, like, protected picks. They're all going to, you know, they're all, like, years down the line, probably be picks in, like, the late teens, 20s, something like that. 
They gave three firsts to the Knicks. The Knicks then traded one of those firsts and four second-round picks to Charlotte for the 13th pick in the draft. So now the Knicks have the 13th pick in the draft. The Knicks came right back after that and traded the 13th pick in Kemba Walker to the Pistons for Milwaukee's 25 first. The whole point of that move was to literally get rid of Kemba's contract so they had more money on the books to sign people. So now, so the overall what happened in the end is the Knicks basically gave up the 11th pick, Kemba. Yeah, looking like a buyout for Kemba. They're going to have to send Kemba to the Lakers. Send Kemba to the Lakers. Hold on. Kemba will be on the Lakers. I'm almost positive of it. Kemba will be bought out. I agree with that. (laughs) So overall, the Knicks traded the 11th pick, Kemba, and four seconds and they got three future firsts. I don't hate that if there's no one you love at the 11th, and people act like, yeah, rookies are on cheap deals. An 11th pick is getting like close to $10 million a year. That's money you don't have in free agency. So if you don't love anyone, and you're trading for three future firsts and off in Kemba's contract, I don't think that's that bad of a trade. Like On paper, that's not a really a bad trade at all. You dumped in an asset, you got future firsts, you didn't have to pay anyone this year. I'm assuming there was no one you liked. As a Knicks fan, we all get this optimism every year of like, would I have loved them to trade up to four or five? Yeah, like absolutely would have loved that. I'm assuming they tried and it was going to take too much. So whatever. To me, the concern is going to be when they throw too much money at Jalen Brunson. The last thing I'll say here as a Knicks fan, what I hope they do is sign Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones will probably come in at half the contract of Jalen Brunson. I'm sure they could offer him a little bit more than the Grizzlies are willing to offer him because the Grizzlies are going to have to pay a bunch of guys in the coming years. And Jaron Jackson, Ja, Bain, I'm sure they'll have some other up-and-coming guys as well. I'd be fine with them slightly overpaying Tyus Jones, like if it's $15 million a year or something like that, rather than them being like, Jalen Brunson, here's $30 million a year. Being like, no, guys. Look, Jalen Brunson better than Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones is a really good backup point guard who won't acquire as much money. Yeah, let t- it still build the team. there ain't gonna be room for Tyus Jones. The 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 Grizzlies, bro. Well, they, I don't want them to sign both. I don't want them to sign both. Bro, the Grizzlies had signed Tyus Jones. The Grizzlies had they picked Walker Kessler at twenty two, who by the way is a walking triple double at Auburn in blocks. Um, then they traded the next pick with the Sixers for David Rudy who is out of Colorado State. You got to check him out from the March Madness tournament. And they also got Ty Ty Washington Jr., who's going to be there now back up once they lose Tyus Jones uh, for a real deal out of Kentucky, who's going to be a great backup for Ja. And they had three more draft picks in round two. Kennedy Chandler off a trade with the Spurs, Bryce McGowan's on the 40th pick, and Vince Williams Jr., Almost as good as my Thunder did the Grizzlies do in the draft. Both my teams rocking out in the draft. Both winners to me. No bias, just facts. Yeah. Just Only saying. The other thing I have is, I touched on a little, I think the Martha and Trade's a really good move. For, like, I like what the Pacers, or not trade, drafting is really good for the Pacers. I really like what the Pacers are doing. I think Halliburton, Martha and Miles Turner, um, uh, Duarte is there right now. I don't know. I think Warren's a free agent. I don't think he's coming back. I just think they have like an interesting team. I know probably not even going to make the playoffs, maybe the play in, but I think it's just like a fun, interesting team for the next few years. Another one I'll be watching. Yeah, the killer for me is Rick Carlisle there. Like I don't know why they got Rick yeah. Carlisle there with all those I, young guys. Um, he's a good he's a good coach, but not the coach for that team. I would agree. Um. So yeah. Uh. 
if I remember correctly, it sounded like Carlisle had the Bucks job almost in the bag, assuming the Bucks lost that series against the Nets last year, and then they didn't lose that series, and then they won the championship, and then Budenholzer stayed. Because there was a lot of talks of Budenholzer being gone if they didn't make any noise, and then they won the championship. So I think he just accepted a whatever job was probably paying him the most, if I had to guess, after he maybe thought he was going to the Bucks, But I don't know. Uh, a couple questions I got to ask you here that I've been seeing. Um, yeah. I'll start with this one. Uh, so it's really getting ugly in Brooklyn, huh? Uh, I knew I knew that's where we were going. <laughs> what the hell happened, bro? Like, yeah, it's actually crazy to me. Sixteen games of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant together was all we got to see. James Harden's yeah. off in Philly, and the remnants of him is still yet to be seen. With what type of deal he's going to sign, and how he's going to look going forward. I mean. I am still not going to get over the fact with all this hate pouring in on Russ, everyone's just letting James Harden slide. Like, oh well, maybe he'll look better if he comes in the season better shape. This that's just fucking ridiculous to me. Sticking with the Nets, damn dude. So, is it Kyrie Irving really just trying to force his way out of Brooklyn now? Is Kyrie Irving really going to take a thirty million dollar pay cut? After taking his $17 million loss last year in, in game checks to go play for the Lakers on an exemption to, to think, uh, you know, that's going to be the squad. Cause I don't, how are they going to move? They're going to move Russ. They're going to bring in two or three team deals. And you're looking at Russ being on his fifth team in five years. I mean, it's getting tough to defend some of the stuff that's going on here with Russ. I don't even think, and you can keep going. I think if you they trade for Kyrie, they're a lot better. I don't. People act like the Lakers are like championship favorites. If it's Kyrie, LeBron, and AD, they're going to have nine vet minimum guys around them. Like it's it's going to be like what the Nets had last year. Maybe a little better fit, but like, hey, here's our three good guys. All of a sudden, one goes down. Here are ten guys that are like the tenth man on every other team. Like I don't think they're they'll be better, but I don't think they'll be like incredible. That that's just all. That's all for me. We can talk more on that. Yeah, I mean. We could talk on Kyrie more. I just wanted to touch on that for the Lakers. Like, I don't think that this makes them, like, the championship favorites if they somehow get off Russ and get Kyrie. Like, I think it's like, you still have five NBA players. This is where I'm just getting so, like, you know, granted, Russ is declining because he's aging, and and I I knew this was going to happen, but I still think Russ is getting too much heat for for how things went with the Lakers. It's like, really, bro? Like, all right. Yeah, we've gone over this. And so whatever. Like, I'm not going to bring that up again. I'm not going to beat the hammer. All I'm trying to say is, like, you got Kyrie Irving now, a guy that I like, go from uh, with LeBron James, right, to wanting to be on his own team in Boston, burnt that shit to the ground, Wanted to be on his own team in Brooklyn. Is he with Kevin Durant? Oh, this is where I want to be. Like, he's the same dude to me as James Harden. This is where I want to be now. And fucking net, two weeks later, he's fucking wants out. Like, it's just tough to. He's got this list of teams. This shit is comical to me. It reminds me of James Harden when he had his list of teams. It's like the only team that wants James Harden is Daryl Morey's team. The only team that wants Kyrie Irving is is LeBron James's team. Like. Kyrie's got this list of teams out there, this dream list of teams. Nobody wants them. Like, so it's just gotten to the point where even a guy like Kyrie Irving, whatever type of talent you're going to say he has or doesn't have, those type of teams just don't even want him. Like the Clippers. 
they don't want Kyrie Irving. Like the Mavs don't want Kyrie Irving. So like, it, like if you're gonna if he's gonna take on a on a minimum exemption, it's like bro, yeah. they literally don't want him. They don't want him. No, they don't want him on that. It's because he's gonna opt in for his deal at thirty four million or whatever it is. Like I, I'm just trying to figure out like is Kyrie trying to leave Brooklyn or are the the front office of Brooklyn trying to get rid of Kyrie? That that's that's the one question I have. Either Wednesday or Thursday this week, we'll know a lot more. Um, yeah, it's the 29th. Have to, the 29th. He'll have to let us know if he opts in. Yeah, so the 29th. The two options, three options we have here is he could opt into his contract, making like 35 a mil. He's on one last year on the Nets. They could then trade him around the trade deadline, keep him the whole year, whatever. They could sign and trade him, but that's – I watched some stuff. It's really tough because of like some new cap rules like and where the Nets are in the cap. Like – they can sign and trade him, but it'll be really difficult, and like they won't be able to get what they want. So they probably don't sign and trade him. Or Kyrie can opt out of his deal and be an unrestricted free agent. So we need to understand, like everyone, I feel like when we're talking about this, has to like understand where we're coming from here. Because the only way the Lakers can get him, in my opinion, is if he opts out of his deal, becomes an unrestricted free agent, and is willing to take. Um, not the veteran minimum, but it's like the qualifying offer for like eight million a year. Like the Lakers can offer like the qualifying offer. Yeah, it's six million dollar exemption. He's gonna he's gonna so forfeit thirty million dollars in salary. Exactly. Stupid. So that's the only way the Lakers can get him, and it would be one year. And I think all of those other teams that he listed would then be interested in giving him that because there's no risk to that. One year of Kyrie Irving at eight million a year, you just fucking literally stop playing him. Hold on a fucking problem. second, dude. No, 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 no. Let me, let me just finish real quick. You literally just stop playing him if he becomes a problem. You don't have to give anything away. You're not clearing cap space to get him. You're like, hey, here's the offer we can give you done. The problem why the Clippers, the Sixers, all those other teams said they were out of the contention of it was because they were like, yo, we're not giving away pieces in a trade with the Nets to bring in this guy who we're not trusting. We're not giving up, even if it's like, even if for the Clippers, we're not even giving up like Marcus Morris, Norm Powell, and Reddy Jackson. Jesus fucking Christ. You'd rather have that. Listen to me. So that's all I'm saying here. The Lakers would need him to be like, I'm taking five million, six million a year. In which case, if he was doing that, all those other teams would be interested. He might still go to the Lakers. I have a few more questions here and they're all stemming off the nets. Um, Mm -hmm. Kyrie related. Why, why do you think Kyrie? Why is it teams are looking at Kyrie as a problem? I'm just curious. Like, what? What do you? What do you? What is? What is the reason Kyrie is a problem to bring to your team for you or whatever? I think it's kind of on what I said right there. It's only uh, involving contract stuff. Like, if I'm a team and I can bring Kyrie in without giving anything away, there's no problem. He's Kyrie Irving. Like, if shit goes wrong, we'll figure it out. But if I'm going to, I'm just going to use the Clippers as an example here. If I'm going to give away three role players who mean a lot to me, Marcus Morris, Powell, someone else, I need to trust that you're going to be there for me 70 games out of the year. I understand the stuff that's happened with Kyrie. Like, there's no COVID restrictions anymore. That won't be an issue. Um, The bubble stuff was a little weird. But, like, for the most part, there's been reasons why he's been absent. So, like, my reason for not signing him wouldn't be, like, I don't trust him. It would just be, like, if I have to give away pieces that I know are going to be there for me, then I'm not going to do this. But if I could just bring in Kyrie and see how it goes, sure. All right. Well, see, you mentioned a lot there in which some of the stuff I'd have to push back on. The the restriction, okay. the the restriction, I personally feel like teams don't want Kyrie Irving because he still isn't vaccinated. I talked about this on my podcast. I've talked about this with Duke. Guys. 
Like it's it's gonna get to a point where like you're just gonna be up against a wall, dude. You're 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 gonna be to a point where you're gonna have literally no choice. Where people are just gonna not want you your services, no matter how talented you are. Not only sports related, you can stem that all the way down to work related, making pizzas, whatever the fuck you want to do. It's just it's gonna get to that point. Like Kyrie Irving trying to sit out here and act like, oh man, I'm a fucking mortar. Like for the people. Bro, you're still making $17 million when all the people out here have lost their fucking jobs, including myself, and I decided to get the vaccine. The only thing that I have pushback on with what you're talking about is I personally feel like Kyrie Irving's got himself into that situation now. Like, dude, you don't know if the restrictions aren't going to come back again. They were out there in L.A. like that before. They're over in New York. They're stemming all over the place. And I just think it's so interesting because as much as I... I'm all about this pro-choice and everyone's saying that same stuff for the vaccine. You should be having that same energy for what's going on with the women. All I'm trying to say is it makes no fucking sense to me. It makes no sense to me how you're just trying to, or anybody that's just going to act like, well, Kyrie Irving's totally good and everything will be fine now going forward with Kyrie where he couldn't play before. Like, I just don't understand that. I don't understand. Why wasn't he able to play before? And you look at the guys that weren't vaccinated on other teams that are able to play but couldn't play at certain areas. It's like, what the fuck? The same shit went on with Andrew Wiggins, who decided to get vaccinated. Look how it turned out for him. I mean, yeah. I don't think Andrew Wiggins is out here getting booster shots. Like, I just, I personally feel like it's, it's you get to that point where you have no choice or you're going to be held back. And I think it's going to be, it's going to bite Kyrie. Like, it's going to bite Kyrie. And Kyrie tries to act like, oh, man, like, I'm, you know, I'm for the people and stand it. Uh, and I got my own view. It's like, bro, I'm with all that. But, like, you're you're not going to be able to play basketball much longer. Like, teams aren't going to want you. But that's that's a uh, – part of me doesn't disagree, but the other part's like, well, that's a prediction. Like, we've also had things ease up even as long as it's taken over the last two and a half years. Things have been gradually easing up. Like, I don't think most teams are thinking, like, oh, a year from now it's going to be way worse. I guess it could be. And the other thing is most teams looking to sign him is, like, there's no chance he'd ever be on, like, yeah, these are the teams that could give him money, but there's no chance he'd ever be on, like, a Magic or a Thunder or, like, you know, one of these young teams with cap space that isn't contending. He wants to be on a contender. Any contending team that wants him wants to win right now. So I don't think they're thinking, like, ah, what about, like, two years down the line? I think they're like, if Kyrie Irving can be the piece on our team to get LeBron and AD, like, into the playoffs, have another guy here, perfect. Like, so I think that's what more along their line of thinking. Like I agree with you that that stuff isn't helping him, but I also think any team in the contention for Kyrie Irving is not even thinking about two years from now. There, any team looking to sign Kyrie Irving is like, we could win a ring right now if we get Kyrie Irving, <laughs> except for the stupid Knicks Bro. for some reason in the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes, even though it would mean nothing for them either way. I've just... And the Knicks are only one of the teams with max cap space, so like... It, honestly, the Knicks, I think he stays with the Nets, but the Knicks are the team, like, I guess on paper that would make the most sense, and I would just hope it does not happen because that would be ridiculous. I just don't, I just can't correlate how things were the way they were for Kyrie Irving because of his stance, and now they are the way they are with still his same stance, and it's like, but they it's like his stance wouldn't have been an issue if he lived in fucking Utah, like Michael Porter Jr. had the same stance and no one gave a shit because the stance didn't affect his ability on the court. So like with the rule,
Lewis lifted and him potentially not in Brooklyn too, I don't think like we're not going to hear about Kyrie Irving's vaccination stuff because it won't matter. They were only asking questions about it because it was keeping him from playing. So that's the only reason I think teams aren't too concerned. I guess the last thing I'll say is I think he stays with the Nets because it's and it's at the end of the day what makes the most sense. The reason he hasn't signed with the Nets, it seems like, is because he's saying, give me a max contract, which is like five years, 100% guaranteed. You ain't giving no him team. a max deal if you're the of Nets, course, bro? No team, no team in their right mind is offering Kyrie <laughs> five years of guaranteed money after what he's been doing recently. So I'd imagine the Nets are coming back like, no, we'll give you a two-year, three-year max money, but with some incentives in there, like, you have to play X number of games. That's I almost guarantee that's what's happening. They're like, Kyrie, we have no problem giving you the most amount of dollars we can give you for two or three or maybe even four years, but you're not getting 100% guaranteed and just taking our money when you're not playing basketball. That's just, that is just not happening. Yeah, so, so- get, that's where the mix-up is, and at the end of the day, they're going to be the team that can offer him the most money unless the Knicks want to just go fucking crazy and max him like a bunch of idiots, then I don't know. But, like, at the end of the day, they're going to offer him the most money All right. and they can contend at the same time, potentially, if the, him and Durant are both on the court. So I think he stays with the Nets. This is one thing I love about uh, talking about sports because they can cover so much in just one topic where it's like, damn, mm-hmm. like, this is just taking up too much time, but I'm covering so much here. I think you're missing my point. Like, Remember going back when the Nets were like, dude, Kyrie can't play road games. He was still allowed to play road games, technically. And they're like, nah, you're not allowed to play road games. We don't want that. You're done. And KD apparently had to sign off on that. I, I had said, damn, this is tough. Like, what the, like, why, just let him to play. Why, why isn't he allowed to play? If he's allowed to play at road games, he's a member of the team. You're paying him. Uh, no, nah, we don't want him. Well, then they went on a, a losing streak and they caved on that real quickly. I guess... What I'm trying to say is, has Kyrie gotten to a point where he's like, damn, bro. He's like, KD fucking turned on me. He's like, these guys don't even want me here. Like, they're not going to pay me. They don't trust in me. They're giving me these incentives related deal. Like, this dude's already taking a fucking pay cut anyways. I don't think he gives a fuck about the money. He just lost his Nike shoe deal, which, by the way, he's got some of the best shoes on the market. Where Where's they going to be at now? Puma, whatever. Like, he'll get another shoe deal or he won't. Dude's fucking... I'm watching these videos of Kyrie Irving, not only on his Twitch or his whatever I'm watching. And I'm like, this dude, I mean, he's just living it up, dog, because he don't give a fuck. Like, he yeah, honestly, I mean, like, I he acts like he doesn't He doesn't even need to play basketball. So, it, it's all it's all fun and games to him, really. Like, it's gotten that point where it's like, bro, like, are you, you're, you're t- people talk about Russell Westbrook and not being able to buy in as a ch- It's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, don't care how much talent just- you have. You either in or you're out, and it's like can't have it both ways. I, I like all this, I mean, all the stuff you're saying is true. It's just like yeah. The all I'm trying to say is like people are putting that fault on Kyrie, whereas like more of that fault to me has to do with Nets front office I mean, deciding to not let him play road games to begin with, which actually got okay. everything going with the think, whole James Harden situation. Uh, I like, think what you're saying is I disagree because if he didn't. If he had a problem with the Nets and Durant, first off, that that them not letting him play, they've played a bunch of games since then. Like Kyrie and Durant are like openly close. If he had a problem with them, he could have already opted out. Because if he had a problem, then he's not fighting for any deal from them. He's actively fighting for a max deal from the Nets right now. So like in some way, shape, or form, even if money means less to him than it does to you or I or to other NBA players, 
in some way, shape, or form, he wants the money. Because if he didn't want the money at all, he would have already opted out. Bro. He's, he's active. Oh, no, no, no. Hold on. He's actively trying to get a max deal from the Nets right now. So, in some way, shape, or form, he wants the money. At the end of the day, the Nets, or I guess I keep saying the Knicks, I don't think the Knicks would be dumb enough to do it. The Nets are going to be who's probably going to give him the most money because the other contending teams don't have money. So, like, if he opts out and goes to the any any other team, really, opts out of this contract and takes a qualifying offer, or what, not a qualifying offer, whatever the fuck it's called, mid-level exception, um, then, yeah, I guess money doesn't matter to him at all, and he's just here to, like, hoop, and he's like, yo, millions of dollars a year is fine with me. I'm just here to hoop where I want to. Yeah, fine. I think you'd be right in that case. I'm just saying, like, I think the reason I think he stays with the Nets is he's actively looking for a max deal from them, and they're going to give him a bigger deal than other teams. Will. All right, well, like, to me, like, I think – you know, if Kyrie's on the Nets, I don't see KD wanting to be on the Nets. So all this smoke about him wanting to force his way out of there, like, I wouldn't be surprised. But it's like... Other way. No, 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 no. KD is actively trying to get them to get Kyrie back on the Nets. Yeah. If Kyrie leaves, KD's probably gone. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I just said. Oh, I thought you just said the opposite. If Kyrie No, I'm saying if if Kyrie's not going to stay, I don't think KD's going to stay. okay, yeah. So it's just like goes goes into my whole thing with... You know, coming off this Warriors championship and KD and all this smoke coming out of KD. You know, where it, it's interesting to me is, like, you say their relationship I mean, is so good a, between Kyrie and KD. It's like they were the only team to get swept. They were the only team that couldn't have won a fucking game this playoffs. It's like, their relationship, I mean, realistically, you go look at how those those games played out. Like, it, it kind of adds up along the way where oh well maybe only chance maybe they weren't getting along knowing how things were going to go down this offseason i mean i feel like everybody acts like they know everything about like these situations including the insiders but it's like realistically it's like these talks that go on between these teams or players like not all of them are public and you don't get all the information all the time so i just I'll, I don't know. I just think it's the relationship, the relationship aside, what's very well known about KD from every interview he's ever done. He says, that, I feel like in every single one, he's like, I'm a hooper. Like I just want to hoop. like that dude just wants to play basketball and wants to win. You, however, anyone feels about Kyrie Irving, the Nets best chance at winning a ring next year is absolutely with Kyrie Irving on the team because they don't have cap space to even go sign other people. If they get rid of him because of KD and Ben Simmons and some other people on the team, and so they can't just like they don't have max cap space if Kyrie Irving walks away. They have to hope it's a sign in trade and hope they're getting something back, but they won't even get as stuff back. Like KD's smart. Their only way to win a ring next year is if Kyrie Irving's on this team. Like absolutely their only way to win win a ring next year. Because if he's not, you're getting like pennies on the dollar for what he is. Like you're like you're lucky if you get a Tyus Jones back if Kyrie Irving leaves and just walks away from you guys. They yeah, so you're convinced play. you're convinced that Kyrie is gonna be back on the Nets. I'd say 90% chance to me that Kyrie Irving's back. 90%. I would put I would put the 10% chance almost solely on him saying fuck the money and going to the Lakers. I wouldn't even almost put any chance on another team unless the Knicks are so much stupider than I think they are and I pray they are not. I don't even want to give them a percentage chance but like they could be there they cleared up max cap space. They could easily offer Kyrie Irving a max contract. I pray that they don't. He'll probably take it if they do. I pray that they go. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my! I've been putting them in the god. Okay, I'll do. I'll do. Um. Okay, I'm changing it. I'm doing nine eighty nine percent sure he stays on the Nets. Ten percent Lakers. One percent Knicks. <laughs> wow. I really hope it's not the Knicks. 
Incredible. Um, I'd be surprised if it was like I could. I, what I couldn't believe is he put the Sixers on his list of teams. Like what? what? Yeah, I didn't Imagine understand if that. They traded James Harden for Kyrie Irving again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did see that. That would have been funny. Oh, I don't man. even think it'd be the worst thing. I think the I think the Nets are probably the losers, assuming Kyrie's like playing and healthy. Like I think the Sixers would probably be like. Okay, maybe not Daryl Morey, but like if I were the Sixers, if I knew in a world where both Kyrie Irving and James Harden are both playing 70 games next year, and you're like, who do you want based on what you've seen, I'd be taking Kyrie Irving. Yeah, like, well, that's like the funny thing for me is like, okay, is Kyrie going to play 70? What's James going to look at playing 70? And Russ played 78 last year. I think Russ gets in, yo. Russ gets into this conversation, bro, for real. Like, like literally, it is actually like you take those three guys and just look at like their careers and just to think where they're at right now. It is pretty wild to me. We've talked about them a good amount on the podcast between Russell Westbrook, right, James Harden, and Kyrie guys. Irving. No right just here's look at those guys right now. What you'd rather have Kyrie obviously out of all those, even if he's only gonna play right twenty nine games. Year? 29 games? Well, no. No, 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 no. Like, if fuck you, that. <laughs> I don't, so I have a fun question for you after this. I don't even say this to be a dick, but if you're asking all 30 GMs who do you want next year out of those three on their current contracts, which is like, I don't know, upwards of $35 million a year each, yep. not a single one saying Westbrook. I think every single one is asking, do I know how many games they're going to play? Because everyone would like to say Kyrie if they know he's going to play. I think you'd probably get, like, close to a 50-50 split on Kyrie and Harden. But, like, if I knew Kyrie was going to be playing and healthy, which you obviously never know, then I'd probably be taking Kyrie in that. I'd, I would be taking Kyrie. Here's the fun question for you. I almost don't know if we can fully answer this because I'd have to pull, like, their career accolades up. But if their careers ended right now, Kyrie, Harden, and Russ – if you were an actual NBA player, not their skill sets, not like their reputations throughout their career, try not to be biased, whose career would you rather have? So let me put it this way. Kyrie is the only one with a championship and the only one to play in the finals multiple times. Yeah. James Harden was an MVP along with Russell Westbrook. James Harden was more consistently the best player on his team. However, Russell Westbrook is revered for like almost the like Kobe Iverson like dogging you whereas James Harden gets the exact opposite like people kind of look at him and go like he can be kind of a bitch where Russell Westbrook got absolutely shit on towards the end of his career but no one's ever looked at Russell Westbrook and been like is he even trying so like I know you're not going to pick James Harden so I know there's no scenario where you do so what's I guess the question is try and be unbiased would you take Kyrie Irving or Russell Westbrook's career obviously you can pick Harden I just know you won't uh yeah so the reason why i won't pick harden are pretty obvious reasons where like i have already pretty much talked about it with harden i think some of them are just getting glaring now where his offense is not as good as it used to be um i mean with russ you could do that for russ too i don't even think that's that's the the same thing yeah so it's like it's that's why i'm gonna with russ it's the same thing like both their games not really like turning out to age well it seems like russ obviously worse because he can't shoot as good as james harden but james harden ain't shooting that great anyways so you know would i rather have a guy that hustles around and now they're going to try and turn him into a defensive player i don't know how that's going to work out 
But, like, I'm just trying to sit back and think, like, okay, maybe Russ will take some accountability and buy in under a new head coach. I mean, it's basically the only thing that can save his career at this point to me. A guy that is a pure, diehard Russ guy that is sitting here and telling you that I've recognized he hasn't played well recently. But I don't think he's played himself out of the league. But I've also said he's gotten to a point where he might play himself out of the league. Like, how much more... Are you going to just roll around teams just to, like you're saying, go to the Wizards just to play hard? It's like, no, bro. Like, dude's getting dude's getting already burnt out. Like, this is his last chance to make a good, you know, let's try and fit in and play somewhere. You're always banking on the fit. So, yeah, obviously Kyrie out of all three of those choices is the, the best in terms of basketball with the championship, even though those guys both played on a championship team. Uh, the Thunder, which didn't get it done. They were up 3-1 on the 72-win uh, Warriors, and then KD went to go join them. It's like, everybody wants to leave these things out of the out of the equation. But to me, like, those guys had a chance to win a championship as well, even though they didn't get it done. Like, everybody acts like they're just garbage. This is back when James Harden was still with the Thunder. Um, my, my, my only point is, I like Kyrie Irving. A lot of people with his antics and his off-the-f court issue, whatever you're going to talk about it with them. Uh, they don't, they don't admire any of that shit. So, I mean, they're like anti Kyrie. So I don't know, like it basically was going to lead into my next question anyways, which I've been watching a lot of the, it, uh, the dream. What? I've, maybe this would be almost better to post on like your Instagram after and get people's like opinions on it. But I just actually pulled up like all of their. We don't need to post to get any Instagrams. We are like to be to be honest. Like I think if if Russ's career ended right now, like whoa, whoa, whoa. wait, 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 hold on, hold on. I, you don't even know what I was saying. What I the the way I wanted to look at it almost a little more is blind step because I I led you astray. I started talking about like Harden and Russ's work ethic, work ethic which is kind of what I wanted to leave out of it because I already know where we're going if we do that. I honestly wanted to look at just their career accolades and say whose career would you rather have. So basically, like, almost take the names out of it and how they played out of it and be like... Yeah, most people are going to take Kyrie Irving's, bro. Most people are going to take Kyrie Irving's. I don't know about that because Kyrie Irving, I'm looking at it right now. I don't know if I can share my whole screen here. Kyrie Irving is seven times all-star, one-time champ, only three times All NBA. Russell Westbrook nine times All NBA. Yeah. Ten times. James Harden ten times All NBA. Um, James Harden three times scoring champ. Russell Westbrook two times scoring champ. Russell Westbrook and James Harden have had the far away better individual careers than Kyrie. Yeah, like, no shit. Him away. Yeah, Kyrie no shit. But I think really at the end bad. of the day, I think at the end of the day, it, you can have that he averaged triple double three years in a row, and everyone's gonna know that's Russ anyways. Like. You're gonna have James Harden's stats up there, and you're people are gonna know that those. It's not that people can't know. The question's just like, you're not saying like, do you want to be James Harden like lazy coming in fat? Like that shit doesn't matter. Like if you were an NBA player, you can make yourself up to be whatever you want. You could have Kobe Bryant's work ethic. Like, would you rather be the guy who? It's I think it's just an interesting thought experiment. Would you rather be a a champion and only be you know three time All NBA? Or would you rather be someone who competed towards championships but was like 10-time All-NBA like Harden and Russ? Because I think there's a big difference in being like three times one of the best 15 players in the league 
and 10 times being one of the best 15 players in the league. I truthfully think from a selfish level, I, I don't know which one. I'd have to look into it more if we're just doing the accolades. I think I'd rather have Russell Westbrook or James Harden's career if I somehow was an NBA player than Kyrie and say, hold the championship. I'll go down as, like, both of them made the NBA top 75 team. Kyrie didn't. I think for me, selfishly, I'd rather be, like, immortalized like that. But there's no wrong or right answer. That's why I think it's interesting. Like, someone could be like, I'd for sure rather be Kyrie and win an NBA championship. And it's like, yeah, I, I get that. I just think it's interesting. Yeah, well... I th- of course it's interesting. It's one of the, these knocks of why these guys are still playing that don't have rings, including Russ and Chris Paul and James Harden. It's like when your games aren't looking the way they're supposed to be looking come playoff time, it's it's tough when clearly they're out there playing for one thing. I mean, they're playing to win rings, dude. Like They're, they're all playing for all these athletes to win the championship, uh, whatever sport you're talking about. And so, you know, to me... I get the point you're making, and I think I've I held my head on a lot of that point for you know battling for years, telling you I'd take Russ over Harden, um, you know battling. I, was, I wasn't even making a point to be honest. I no, I know, just, no, I know. I'm just saying, like in general, like now it's kind of gotten to a point where it it is it is interesting between those three guys, like I was saying, and yeah, it's. Yeah, this so upcoming like really season is going to be like, very interesting for all three of those guys, and you know, it, like here's what, the most here's the most basic way to put what I what I was saying on different players. Like, I think it's fun to be like, would you rather have? And I wish I could name the accolades without saying the names, but I can't. Like, would you rather have Carmelo Anthony or Andre Iguodala's career? One's like a four time champion, maybe was like won a Finals MVP, was like a great glue guy. The others one of the best 75 players to ever play scoring champion, all NBA four plus times. Like, yeah, that's, I, t- I think those are interesting questions. That's There's a no terrible one. Right. Cause that, I, that for Why? me that I would take Andre Iguodala any day of the week on well, that. See, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I, and yeah. it's not a biased thing. Like I would rather if selfishly, if I was going to the NBA, give me a Carmelo Anthony, like Vince Carter career where I was like, I'm the, I would way rather be the fucking man for a while than win a few rings being not the man selfishly. I think that'd be sick. I don't know. I'm not an NBA player. Maybe I'd feel differently if I was in the NBA and I'd really want to ring, but I think it's cool. Like as someone who loves basketball. Yeah. But these are like, those are like bad analogies you're giving for this situation. Cause to me, the situation you're laying out is like, okay, well just let me lay it out the way I think you're seeing. I'm seeing it is like, if you're going to say Carmelo Anthony or Andre Iguodala, you're saying you're being the man for a second or, or being a man for a minute. To me, the, the only man in that debate is Andre Iguodala. You're going to be the man. You're going to have the dude with all the championships, regardless of what you're doing in your career. Like, it'd be, it'd be basically like saying, like, no, it'd be basically like saying to me, right? Oh, well, you know, oh, I'm just, I want to stay right where I'm at my entire career. And indeed, like, I never want to move up and, or, or get promoted. It's like, that, that, you wouldn't want no, that. You wouldn't what want you, that. What are you fucking talking about? Know. That doesn't make any point. sense to me. You'd rather be the guy that just fucking is, is the man at your department for your whole fucking, your whole time. You never made it over the hump. Oh, like, cause that's yeah. what Melo you're, is. You're, you're literally saying earlier in this argument, first off, this wasn't about Melo or anything. You're like really missing the point on what I'm saying here. Like the basic argument here is like the easiest way to remove everything else is, would you rather be a one-time all-star? who's a four-time NBA champ but was only one of the best 30 players in the league one year, or if you were in the NBA 
would you rather be a 10 time all-star six time NBA and a scoring champ? Again, there's not, I'm not trying to make some point. There's not a right answer here. Like saying Andre Iguodala isn't wrong, but how could, I think as someone who played basketball, you could understand being the best. It's not the same as like wanting to stay in the same position at a job. Like you're leading teams to the playoffs. Like it'd be one thing if you were like, I can't even think of a guy who like Kevin, Kevin, here you go. Kevin Martin. If you remember him on the Sacramento Kings, put up like 25 a game some years, the Kings never sniffed the playoffs. A little different. I don't think I'd want that. But if I could have 10 years of being the best player on a team, that's consistently a pretty solid team. I think I would take that over being the fifth best player on a team. Cause that's someone who like, again, it's not a right or wrong answer. As someone who loves basketball, like I'd want, I think I'd want to be like the person, like, taking the big shots, making the team go, like doing a lot of Dude, stuff you're like, okay. Yeah, that's fine. But like, to me, you're talking about the fifth best player on the team is the dude with four rings. So like, I don't know, like for me, like when I played, when I played sports, when I played sports and, and if I was a athlete at the professional level, like I'd be playing to win the, the whole thing. Like, like that to me is like why you play. Like, are you not playing to be the best too? You don't care about that? No. I would care about that. No. That's ridiculous, dude. That is literally ridiculous. Playing Every to be the athlete, best. You're at least trying to be like, if you, again, I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer here, but like as a competitor, yeah, it's di- you want to go out there and beat the other team. It's different. Ac- like there are very, I, like we played high school basketball together. I was like, I don't know how many people were on our team. I was never in the top half of like the good people on our team. No shit. It's different. I've played, played, hold on. I've played in like rec leagues or like some college stuff where I'm like, oh shit. Like right now in this scenario, like I'm one of the better two or three people on the court. Like for me to feel that in an NBA game with the best players in the world and to do that for like 10, 15 like years, that would be sick to me. Again, there's no right or wrong answer. Winning NBA championship would be sick too. But like, I don't know. That's, this is why I asked the question, because if you ask this question to 50 people, I think Andre Goodall and Carmelo Anthony is the perfect one. They're the polar opposite careers, like polar opposite careers in terms of what they did. But I think you'd probably go 50-50 if you lay out like the accolades and you're like, what career do you want? It's basically like, do you want to be the guy or do you want to be part of like, you know, do you want to be one of the best 75 ever in the guy or do you want to win multiple rings and be like a key contributor what's going on? No right or wrong answer. I'm glad I'm glad I asked it because we are on opposing sides of it. And nothing wrong with that. No wrong, can't be wrong or right about it. Yeah, well, I think it's you know, it's it's an interesting question. Cause like, you know, for me, like if Russ wins a, a ring with the Lakers, like I don't think Russ is gonna be the main component of that. And w- whether people are gonna use that against his legacy or not, I'm going to say, nah, fuck that. Dude's got a ring. No, that would be great for his legacy if he got, like, amazing for it. I'm trying to think of, like, an even, like, like when it stops. Like, who... I'm trying to think. Like, I don't know. Would you Would you really rather have... I'm going to try and get away from Melo because I'm not trying to make I it. I mean, bro, it's just your like, guy, James okay, Harden. Question. Would you... Would you rather have... No, 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 not James Harden. Like, I don't want it to be people we feel any sort of way about it all. Like, I mean, it's a, pretty it's pretty what? simple. Like, if you're at, if James Harden has won a ring, if wins a ring, he'd be, you know, he'd be unarguably... No, taking the rings out. Would you rather have, and let me just say the stats here, Vince Carter or Derek Fisher's NBA career? 
Derek Fisher was a five-time champ. I think he was the starting point guard on every single one of those teams. Um, Vince Carter was eight-time All-Star, two-time All-NBA, one of like the more exciting players in the league, never came close to really sniffing a championship. Again, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer, but like, I'm just trying to gauge like where would you rather be Vince Carter or Derek Fisher, I guess. And you're telling me you'd rather be Vince Carter. Like, so that's basically the same analogy you gave me with the Melo and Andre Iguodala. And you're telling me you'd rather be fucking Melo. I think this one's more exaggerated. I think Andre Andre Iguodala was a better player in similar championships than Derek Fisher. So, I mean, Andre Iguodala was a better NBA player than Derek Fisher, 100%. Oh, my gosh. It's it's not not a debate. Derek Fisher. And that's not a debate, really. Derek Fisher averaged eight points and three assists on his career and wasn't a good defender. Like It was decent. was a decent defender. Andre Iguodala was a great defender. I don't have the stat. Like, we're getting so beyond the point. I think it's just interesting <laughs> to say, like, would you rather have, like, the team success role or the individual success role? I think I'd, I – yeah, I'd rather have Vince Carter's career, I think. I really do. That's you'd rather have Vince Carter's career. Yeah. Like again, it's different to me. If you're asking me like in high school basketball whose career would I rather like would I rather be like the man for a few years in like high school or like win a few things like with my boys? Like, no, nah, okay. I'd rather win like I'd rather go to four state championships in high school or something and win them. But like in the NBA to me, to be like of the best of the best players of all time and to be able to say like I don't know why I keep using the all and the 75 team. I don't even think Vince Carter got on it. But to be like, I was one of the best 70 players to ever play the game of basketball. I think that's, I think that trumps a few rings to me, but that's not, again, it's not a, we're not like ranking players. It's not like a ranking thing. It's more just seeing where people stand on stuff. Everyone's going to have a different answer on it. Yeah. You're going to, you're definitely going to be the man on an NBA team. As much as I watch the NBA, as much as like, Guys look so happy winning a ring and stuff. Like when it's all said and done, I'd I'd rather be number one for most of my <laughs> career, I think, than number five. Yeah, that's. I mean, those are interesting. Those are interesting. See, if you do if you do those with without names, here's what I think. That, so this if you did I that without names and did that, you would get different results than if you did it with names. That's exactly what I was trying to do. So what I wanted to do, like this is, you're looking at my screen, right? This is the basketball reference page where I'm high. Oh, shit. Over here where my mouse is, it says eight-time all-star. Like these are his accolades. I was saying you should, I can send you the screenshots. Like screenshot some of those and post it on Instagram. Like not even put in there, not even put in their stats. Just like eight-time all-star, two-time all-NBA, rookie of the year, all-rookie team versus five-time NBA champ, which career would you rather have? Like, I think that's a cool thing, because then it's taking it out of it. Like, yeah, like, I'd clearly rather have Vince Carter's career if you're going to add in, like, oh, by the way, and you're, like, one of the best dunkers of all time. I'm like, yeah, give me Vince Carter's career. But I think it's just interesting if you go just off those and kind of try and figure out who you like better. Well, yeah, so I think you have to do that without names to get accurate results. Yeah, exactly. It's basically the only yeah, way. Yeah, you could always post something like, we'll post the names in 24 hours, but, like, which career would you rather have? I've seen accounts do stuff like that. I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, I think our answers, the whole... I don't know what they would be, but I have to imagine our answers would be different on the Kyrie, Harden, Russ one if we couldn't see stats, couldn't see the names, and we're looking at it. 
I think I'd be able to, I mean, I'd be able to figure out kind of which for which off that, but I think a lot of people would. Yeah. Yeah, no, that'll be a fun exercise if we can pull that off. I've kind of been taking a fucking backseat on doing the extracurricular for the... No, I know. The content and just doing the content, which is already hard enough. Um, which, uh, I guess I'll end it on this. I wanted to ask you before you had to go. Uh, so, I'm sure you, you probably saw Russ clapping at Skip Bayless and then... Obviously, I brought up the Draymond Green podcast here a little bit with you a few pods back, and then they win the championship, and now Draymond's out here uh, clapping on his podcast, uh, calling out all the dudes that, you know, obviously thought they weren't going to win the championship. Um, I see. So what's interesting, the question I have to ask you is, I think it's I think it's super cool where we're getting into this fine line where I do think athletes being involved in talking about sports or being analysts in sports is is fine. Like I'm not I'm not saying that oh like it should only be should only be this or should only be that. I think there's a fine blend of like both. But I do like like Tony Romo uh in the booth is a perfect example for me. Like Tom Brady coming to the booth. Like Draymond Green doing his podcast as much as Many people like his podcast, including yourself. Like, I'm not a Draymond Green fan, so, like, I'm not really going to turn it, tune into his podcast, regardless of how good I, I think his content might be. Like, I listen to, you know, plenty of guys, Richard Jefferson, you know, plenty of all these guys I listen to that are former players, but I listen to a lot of people that talk a lot, a lot about sports that never played in the league. And there's guys like Jeff Van Gundy who calls sports, uh, you know, the games – Never played in the league. Eric Spolster, head coach, uh, top 15 all time in a lot of people's books. Never played in the league. So I think it's really gotten morphed into, like, now that I'm seeing more athletes in the media and more athletes doing podcasts, and, you know, I talked about how I think that's that's been the new wave, man. People getting out and getting their opinion out there, regardless of you doing it on social media or doing it with a podcast. Um but it's gotten to this like weird, this weird thing for me where I'm like, all right, well, like Draymond out here, like, like freaking out on people that, cause we, we predicted that the Warriors wouldn't like win again. It's like, bro, like, all right, we're giving you, you do, you won the championship a lot. You proved a lot of people wrong. Like you don't need to come out here and fucking like F people that and F that like, I don't know. It's just like, he just like talks so much shit where it's like, all right, yeah, I get it. You won the championship, but like he's talking shit about dudes that like, uh, went to school for it. Journalism, all these things like Draymond doesn't have any of those. So it's like, is he allowed to, is he allowed to podcast? If he's going to pull that card where it's like, oh dude, you didn't play in the league. Like you're not allowed to talk about the game. Like that's the dumbest fucking thing to me, bro. Like, well, we can't talk about the NBA because we, we haven't played in the NBA. Like, that's fucking stupid to me. So, like, I, I think it's gotten to this point where that's what athletes are at because of how social media and how particularly sports media has kind of made it. Like, where, yeah, obviously a lot of people don't want to be criticized. Like, that's what I think it boils down to. But, like, it's to me more of this, like, 
the same shit that I see happen with Russ, Russ and Skip and Draymond. It's the same shit. It's like, bro, what? Like, you're going to have your opinion. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm going to have mine. That's fine. Do we really have to come out here and, like, act like Russ is going to fight Skip Bayless? Like, come on, Russ. Like, I'm, like, the biggest Russ guy in the world. And it's like, really, dude? Like, that's what you're fucking worried about? What Russ is saying? Uh, what Skip Bayless is saying about you? And, like, I don't know. It's the same way I kind of feel about Draymond. Like, really, Draymond? You're worried about firing up your podcast? Like, to talk about Nick Wright, what he said on his podcast? It's like, I don't know. It's pretty fucking dumb to me. Like, I think those dudes are going to struggle uh, doing, like, the actual, the actual like, TNT, like, the Charles Barkley, the, you know, the Shaq stuff. Because those guys all the time are criticizing players, and you see the players don't like it, but, like, you can't have it both ways if you're Draymond. I think it's interesting why he's still doing that in the league, and I told you that. I'm like, bro, this, you can get, you can go talk on ESPN in the offseason if you're CJ McCollum and, like, JJ Redick, who's doing it now. Like, yeah, doing well. He's, like, he's retired. Like, Doing it while you're still on a team, playing in the league, like, I don't know. It's just, it's got Draymond set up for kind of what happened to him in the first couple games in the finals, and obviously he turned it around, but it's like, I don't know. I think it's a, it's gotten all warped for me, where I'm like, that's where I'm like, all right, well, I could do my podcast too. I know no one listens to it, but it's like, the fuck, Draymond? Like, I can have an opinion on the NBA, and like, I've never played in the NBA, like, I feel like my content could be just as good as yours. It's not like your fucking content is real the best because you play in the NBA. Like, I get it. But, like, you're doing it just as biased, in my opinion, fucking talking about your team. Like, I don't know. So, as much as you tell me all the time, all these guys that are... And I, I'm all for the wave of these guys. And I saw Malika Andrews, first woman to do uh, NBA draft coverage. Uh, you know, another milestone where it's like, yeah, these, I don't think she played in the league. She did a pretty good job covering the draft. It's like, I don't hear Draymond fucking taking shots at her. Like, I don't know. To me, if you're going to take shots at one person, you're taking shots at all of it. And a lot of Draymond's shit has gotten to a point where he's just like a critic of the media. And I'm very, I'm very much like that as well, dude. Like I started out my podcast, right? Really critiquing the media where it was like, bro, this guy gets paid this amount of dollars to come on national TV and say this shit? Like, what? Like, nah, fuck that. Like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in here and say something like how I feel about it. So I'm all for that. That's just where I think, I don't know if you're understanding me, but like, I don't know. I just see this, like, I see this weird, like, thing happening. It's weird for anyone in anything to say, oh, if you haven't done it, you can't comment on it. You can... I'll say it this way. I get why they feel that way. If someone was going to like tell me like how to do my job that hasn't done my job, I would be like, the fuck are you talking about, dude? Get out of here. However, it is a little different because people can have not been in the NBA or not even played college basketball and still know a shitload about college and know a shitload about basketball. Like many of your coaches, like many people that are respected around the NBA, like many people that comment on the NBA and stuff like that. So I think it's very unfair of him to say that. And I completely agree with you that like, no, anyone can have like a podcast or like whoever is allowed to like have their opinion. They should not be allowed to say it because of that. I do get being a player. You don't have to say it, but I do get in your head kind of being like, I'm not going to listen to your shit. Like, who are you? The best way I always thought about it was, I think rappers always have a lot of lines about it. Like, I remember Eminem and other people having lines about like, 
yeah, like, fuck you people who review my music. Like, you're going to criticize me on some shit you could never do. Like, basically, fuck you. Like, a lot of rap lyrics about that, which I get that. It's like kind of a funny point. Like, oh, your job is to analyze what I do that you've never done and could never do. Totally get that from a players, musicians, anyone's point of view. Like, if I was going to be like, yo, Seg, like, watch a shitload of videos, and I just saw your golf swing out there, and, like, I'd take it a little to the left. You'd look at me and be like, are you fucking out of your mind, dude? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, and that's what I was going to bring it into like the golf aspect. Cause that's where I, you know, I've, I've learned to appreciate that sense of it where it's like, you know, I want to want people telling me like how to teach golf. And I feel like a lot of people walk up and act like they know so much more about golf than me. And I'm like, all right, man, whatever dog, just cause you think you're good at golf. Like you promise you, you don't, but I think sports are, like you said, sports are different, bro. And they really changed. They like, just like everything else changes. Like it really has changed so much. So like there's so many people that know a lot when I, yeah. Like for me, when people talk about change, like that's fine. I've seen so much change in something that I love, which is sports. And I give a lot of these athletes, right. Particularly why I like uh, LeBron James and some of these guys that have come through this era uh, compared to this older era where it's like, bro, they didn't have to deal with any of this and, you know, and all this stuff going on now. And I do think it plays into that, uh, role for me with everybody kind of being out there and, and being able to say whatever they want to say. And that's totally fine. Um, but it's definitely caused like a weird, like, no shit, dude. People that are fans of the Warriors are going to be like, oh, yeah, like, to everything Draymond is saying. And, like, obviously, Thunder fans are not going to be in on what Draymond's saying. Like, that's pretty logical to me. Like, I don't understand yeah. why Draymond's taking shots at us Thunder fans that, like, didn't think they were going to, like, win again. Like, all right, dude, we were wrong. Like, it happens when you're doing this shit. Like, I don't think Draymond's going to be right with all of his predictions he ever has on the fucking podcast. (laughs) And he's going to be getting all these views and all this clout, and it's just fucking annoying to me. I don't know. That's just the way I feel about it. That's, and I think just there's so many things now. That's where it's just hard for me. And it's like, I get it. Skip Bayless, all these guys that have been doing it for a long time, and like, Russ taking shots. It's like, bro, what are you doing? These dudes have been saying shit about LeBron for fucking his whole career. Like... You don't hear LeBron ever clapping back. Like, it don't even matter. Like, just go out there and fucking play. Like, I don't know. It's it's really sad, dude, because I see it just in the general. Like, I really think social media has just gotten fucking crazy to me, bro. Everything is just, right? Like, oh, I'm going to go post all my posts, right? It's just like everybody's trying to fucking get their posts up and their, their re- like, it's all... It's the same shit. It's like my girlfriend's telling me all about it. I'm like, dude, I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just want people to, like, check out my podcast. Like, I don't really care how many people like my photos and shit. I don't give a fuck on my own personal Instagram page. And it's, like, just amazing how much people care about that shit, bro. Like, care about <sighs> saying this crazy shit that they just don't even give a fuck about. It's just wild to me. Like, bro, I just... It's weird because I do hear people say stuff like this out loud, but like, do those people go and take their takes out into public, like, and go to the bar and like start shouting their their take like that in public? Like, I don't know. Like, I doubt it. Like, I don't know. It's just, 
I guess I'll leave it at this where, and I'll let you go at this where this, this random dude on my Instagram page, my, uh, my pod page, he sent me like this long message about the pod telling me how he listened to the last pod and shit. I have no idea who this fucking guy is. Tell me he's like breaking down the whole podcast, dude. Like saying all this stuff and like. I don't know, like, whatever. Just telling me. He kept saying how, quote unquote, awesome it was. It was very weird how many times he said awesome. Whatever, I finally responded to him because I guess it wasn't a bot. And then he responded back, whatever, back and forth. It was some nice comments. I wanted to tell you because it was one of the ones you were involved in. So, um, you know, it made me feel kind of good in a way. But it was just, like, also, like, it's just, like, one of those things where that's the shit that kind of brings me down. Where it's, like, all right, well... Like, this is kind of my point. Like, this one random guy is liking my shit. Like, I can't get a hundred people to check this out, like, or whatever. And, like, I have to, like, figure out how to do that by paying or fucking... I don't know, dude. It's just the whole thing is, like, warped out to me. Like, getting people to follow and like and, like, check your shit. It's like, what? Like, I can't just post it. And I can. That's the thing. That's what I do. And that's where I fucking... I don't know. I think I've just lost sight of that, bro. I just wanted to get people to check out the pod and shit. Because, I don't know, it is something I like doing. And, I don't know, it's just been hard for me, really, to do it by myself because of that. And then, ins and outs of everything else going on. Uh, it's just fucking tough, dude. It's, you know, your birthday's in a couple of days, right? We'll be 28 yeah, years. Yeah, you're coming up, too. Yeah, so the way I see it is, oh, like, not getting any younger. It's fucking weird. I saw this post. I saw this post, right? I went to the trampoline park with my girlfriend. Um, I saw this post. It's basically like, it's basically how I feel about myself. Like, I can go do anything like I used to do in a little little kid, but it's basically a shit show of a body. Bro, I have a fucked up, I tore my ACL on my meniscus. I fucking took in about three concussions, all kinds of bullshit. It's like, I can't fucking do half the shit I feel like I still think I can do. So I'm going to the yeah. trampoline park. I literally almost hurt myself. Um, I mean, trampoline park is dope, but it's just it's just one of those things for me, man. When I'm watching these, I'm watching this 20 year old at the Travelers. I'm watching fucking Giannis, who I keep talking about doing his shit, and Luca, and all these guys, all these guys coming in the draft. Fucking, <laughs> I'm like, bro, I can barely even throw a baseball from the front of my I mean, house to the back their job is keeping their bodies in tip-top shape they're a little younger than us they have the best healthcare access doesn't it make you feel like world. shit though like geez oh yeah a little um so <laughs> i've only had one so i send this to a chat with like two three of my good friends from work only one is answer yet um, I said, figure out who it is. The goal is not to figure out who it is. doesn't matter who they are, even if you do. Just based off this, which career would you rather have? First person, only person that answered so far. Yep, still only five, one that answered so far. <laughs> immediately eliminated the bottom one, which was James Harden. Um, and he said that some of the stuff for the top one, Russell Westbrook set him above from James Harden. So the fact that he was multiple time um i don't know if he really said he just kind of said probably stick with one lean towards a lot of stuff is set in stone 
So he was deciding between one and two. He's like, basically, the championship sets him apart. And I told him to assume their careers are over. Because he was like, well, it looks like player two is still young. So if I, maybe I'd want player two. He already won a championship. And I was like, let's just assume their careers are over in these weird stats right now. So he said Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I was going to say, bro, I was going to say, like, I don't th- no, the I way don't, the way you originally sounded the question, I'm like, all right, like obviously people are gonna take Kyrie, like if you put those together like that, I don't think it's crazy to take Russ over all those. Like this is why I always argue yeah. for Russ and why I say Russ is always hated on because he didn't win a championship. It's like, bro, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I get it. he had a bad season. He's he's not aging well, but it's like, bro, this dude is an all time great in this league, and a lot better in a lot of people's eyes than also other times, other all-time greats in this league. And like I said, I'm not, I, I'm not saying James Harden isn't a great player. Like I just personally would rather, I like Russell Westbrook and his style over James Harden's style. No, I know. But I think this, this, this perfectly explains, you know, I think it explains it. It really does. too easy to figure out but whatever it's saying the year he won finals mvp actually you know what? i'm gonna scrub it out of the image before i send it i don't want them knowing who it is it's gonna be too easy to tell it's Iguodala. I think that's. I think the Mellow Iguodala one's the most interesting one. I wish I used another player besides Mellow, so I didn't make it biased about immediately. But I think that's the most interesting one. Yeah, that is an interesting uh, thing to do. Yeah, I just like it because they're not like. It's not like who's better, who ranks higher kind of thing. It's literally just a personal, like, yeah, if you were in the NBA, which if you were a player, which would you rather do? You could do it in any sport. And everyone's answer is going to be different based on, like, what, I don't know, how you'd like to do it. Yeah, or, and if you got the players, yeah, and if you know who it is. My other buddy, my other buddy answered and goes, just looking at these accolades, I'm going option three. Don't know who any of them are, but option three looks like he made the most money to me, which is James Harden, which might might be right. I don't know about that. Well, Russ, Russ probably – no, Russ definitely has more as of right now, actually. Not, they, when this next contract's done, Harden will probably have more. Russ has more because he was a better player earlier than Harden. Yeah. I don't know, brother. Oh, a couple things I want to tell you real quick coming out of the NHL uh, Stanley Cup now that's over. A few thoughts. Um, they should definitely, they should definitely interview NBA players like in bet- like during halftime or in between quarters. Like they do that with the coaches. Like I thought it was the most wild thing. I'm like watching the NHL games. I know the intermissions are a little longer than like timeouts, but it's like. They do that shit anyways. Like, it's not like they can't do it. Oh, they're taking a time away from, like, being in the huddle. It's like, bro, what the fuck are they talking about in the huddle or, like, before halftime and shit? It's like, 
it's pretty cool. Like, I think interviewing the players during the game is something the NBA and the NFL should take a look into. I think that's a, I think that's a legitimate thing and uh, that I like with hockey. The other thing that I liked uh, with hockey is when they, when they like, they do it a little bit more in the NBA. Like my girlfriend was telling me, oh, they gave the trophy to like the players and like Steph got his trophy and they all got it. But like in the NFL, they gave it to Stan Kroenke. Like they literally give the player like the trophy to the owner. Like it's kind of stupid. Like at least they give the Stanley Cup to like the players. Like kind of makes sense to me. Like give the trophy to the fucking players. Like they do in like the World Series, College World Series. Like the trophy goes to the players. Like the NFL is the literally the biggest league in all of the U.S., and when they when they give the Super Bowl out, they hand the trophy to fucking the owner of the football team. That is that is the stupidest thing to me, honestly. Like, they should have handed the trophy to fucking Aaron Donald. Like, how are you not going to hold the tr- – or Matt Stafford. Like, what are you doing? Like, the, yeah. I'm, like, looking at, at some – and it's, like, the NHL. This is another thing I saw with the MLB. They could pep this up. I'll see if what Shu thinks about this one. Because I think this would be fucking great, honestly, for baseball. That's already fucking way too long and shitty, and I, I won't keep you any longer on my gripes for baseball. How fucking great would it be, the World Series champion, each player gets to run a lap around the bases with the trophy? Like, tell me tell me that wouldn't be, the, tell me that wouldn't be like, your favorite part of watching the World Series. Everyone, uh, that would be pretty hilarious. Because, like, I'm watching the Stanley Cup Finals uh, last night, and, like, they literally give the 40-pound fucking the thing's heavy as shit, bro, and you're on skates, and they each they each guy gets it. They, like, they take, like, a lap around the fucking hockey thing. They're, like, putting it up in the air and, like, kissing it, and it's, like, I don't know. It's, like, it's stupid. It sounds so stupid, but, like, I think that's pretty dope. Like, I think that's pretty dope. One dude has been in the NHL for 14 years is his first Stanley Cup. Like, that's pretty fucking dope to me. Like, I don't know. Like, some of these sports are so, like, so fucking lame with, like, particularly baseball with, like, the celebrations. It's like, bro, what the f... Dude hit a home run. Like, relax. Like, now you're throwing at the dude. It's like... I don't know. So, just a few things I had coming out of the NHL that I think could help uh, some other sports um, come playoff and finals time. And I was griping about the wards a couple months back, and they they added those in the... uh, NBA, which I was, I was like, damn, that's not what I was asking for. But now it does bring in some more debate. Either way, just a couple quick thoughts there. All right, I'm about to head out because I got to fucking figure out what the hell I'm doing for the rest of my day. All right, brother. What's good? What are you doing for your birthday? I've been observing. I've been, I sent the Iggy versus Mellow one. I had one vote for Iggy Career as the four-time champion and finals MVP. One vote for Mellow Career. I'm waiting for the answer. Yeah, dude. Okay, listen. I wouldn't be surprised if you sent that to 10 dudes in a group chat. You get a 5-5. Like, uh, yeah, that's... That's exactly what I said earlier. No shit, bro. That's that's personal preference. That's this... I mean, that's exactly. what it that's is with everything. That's why you like Melo and, and I like fucking not James Harden and Melo. Like, it's no, just is what it is. Russ and, they had Russ and Harden on. Why it's funny is like Russ and Harden, when you watch them, are the most like different two players ever. If you look at their careers on paper, it's literally like, oh my God, those are two of the most similar careers you could possibly find if you're just looking at their accolades on paper. That's why it's funny to just 
take all of your biases out of it from like on each side and be like, okay, who do we actually like here? Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> my buddy, my last buddy answered on the mellow Iggy one. It goes on stats alone, I would 100% pick option two, but I'm well aware this is Iguodala and mellow, so I'm picking Iguodala. See, <laughs> I'm telling you, people can figure this out. They can just figure this well, out too quickly. Thing. The whole point of it is just to acknowledge, like, okay, if I'm taking out of mind who they are, like, if I was a player, which one would I rather have? I think it's just a fun way to look at it. Yeah, but, like, see, this is where I think it's interesting. It's not meant to, like, be like, see, this one's that, like... Yeah, I know, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, if, like... The name changes everything. Like if you if you could somehow find very similar uh, things with two different players in that, I might I might pick the dude that didn't win a ring. But like because it's Mello in that, I'm like, bro, Mello's the guy that I just wanted to see win a ring. And he couldn't get it done. It's the same way I feel about James Harden and Russ, bro. Like if if there was somebody else that had that type of career that like. Like, the name, you can't find other players like that, honestly, is my point. It's like, damn dude should have won a ring. He kind of fucking nails my point home for me. Um, <laughs> All these guys. Uh, Chris Paul? Chris Paul might have one. Chris Paul might have one similar to that. I'm trying to think of, like, a real... I have, like, one player up that I You get what I'm saying, though? Like, it's like, damn, no, bro, get, you get, get to a point where your resume is that built up, you just need a ring. Now you got these guys stacking rings and shit. It's like, bro, can you just get one ring? <laughs> like, you would literally be... For for your people that are idolizing you, because all these people are idolizing sports athletes forever, it just is what it is. Like, I mean, Jesus, bro. Like, I, I'm going to idolize sports people. I ain't going to idolize politicians. I know that, so... That's just, it is what it is. I've always been like that since I was a little kid. Like, some of these guys, I think if they win just one ring, I mean, like, if Russ won a ring, like, anybody that wants to talk shit to me about Russ, like, I would literally just be like, dude, fuck off, bro. Like, you can't even, you can't say nothing to me. Like, the one knock that I feel like I have is, like, I can argue to the teeth and bone about Russ, but at the end of the day, he, he doesn't have a ring. So, it's like, everyone's going to sit back and... Be like, well, he never won a championship. It's like, yeah, that's no shit. Not everyone wins a championship. So, yeah, I get where you're coming at with the mellow stuff because now a lot of it I'm feeling about Russ, for sure. Like, I also, get like, that. Honestly, my whole reason of saying this is not about any of them. It's I know it's saying. not. I, I know. Trust me, I know. I'm just, I just think, I'm just telling you how I'm reacting to you bringing this up. Yeah. And I just think it's funny how we've talked so much you know, hoops, you know, two, when we first started this, it was kind of hard to see. This is how things were going to go with Russ. If he joined the Lakers with LeBron, to be completely honest to me, I mean that, that's it. And to see James Harden play as much. I hate James Harden. How he looking, how he did with Joel Embiid. Like I could not have told you, I thought that was going to realistically happen. So I just, I think it's interesting. I think it's super interesting. And it's, you know, it's now coming up to bite me a little bit. Now that Russ probably will be out of the league here in a minute. He might not win a ring. It's, you know, it affects their legacy for sure, bro. As much as these guys want to say rings don't matter, it's like 100% kind of what matters. I hear all these arguments all the time, and it's kind of tough to get guys up into these all-time rankings if they don't have multiple rings. I mean, that is where it is with, like, how some of these guys are stacked up, up at the top. So I don't think it's crazy where you got a guy that has one ring with a resume like Russ, like James Harden, to be vaulted up into that category. 
a guy like KD, right, who had to go get a couple to be even considered. Um, you know, I don't think anybody would consider KD as where I'm seeing him as a top 15 player all time um, if he didn't go and win those rings with Golden State and take them as you may. But, hey, he got him done, got the rings. So <laughs> I think that's an interesting one. That's an interesting one. KD is a very interesting one, depending on how things shake out with him going forward too. Now I'm just like taking screenshots of these and sending to that group as I think of two random players. Whatever. Um, Alright, we'll see y'all next time here on the Seggy Station. I'm showing you.